0: DW Africa Link.
1: It is 5 p.m. in the studios of DW here in Bonn. Hello and welcome to today's Africa Link program. I'm Isaac Mugabe.
2: And I am Okiri Ngushinado. A warm welcome from me too. We also welcome your comments. So head on over to our Facebook page that is DW Africa.
1: Coming up, Somalia rejects an agreement signed between its breakout region, Somaliland, and Ethiopia to use the Red Sea port of Berbera, saying it had no legal basis and threatened regional stability.
3: Ethiopia's step is an offensive that endangers the stability and peace of the region, which was already wobbling with problems.
1: But
2: Ethiopia's Prime Minister Abi Ahmed thinks otherwise. Abi said the deal will foster relations with Somaliland.
3: This will be the starting point for our cooperation with the brotherly people of Somaliland to grow and develop together in cooperation and to ensure our common security.
1: The details to come after the world news in brief.
4: DW News I am Bubajalo. Somalia's government has condemned Ethiopia's deal with the breakaway region of Somaliland, which would include recognising it as an independent country in the future. Landlocked Ethiopia signed the agreement to gain access to the Red Sea. The government in Mogadishu has recalled its ambassador from Addis Ababa and said it will defend its territory by any legal means. More on this story coming up shortly on Africa Link. Rescuers in Western Japan are still searching for survivors after a series of earthquakes on New Year's Day. Officials say at least 50 people have been killed. Meanwhile, Japan Airlines says nearly 400 people have been evacuated from a plane that caught fire after landing at Tokyo's airport. Journalist Sonia Blaschke in Tokyo told DW what happened.
2: Yes, a quarter to six this afternoon, this uh, passenger plane from Hokkaido tried to land or landed in Haneda in Airport, which is one of the biggest airports in Japan and the world, and collided with the Japanese Coast Guard plane. And unfortunately, it's been confirmed that five people on that plane that was supposed to travel to Niigata to help people after the earthquake there, um, were actually killed in this incident. And at this moment, um, we're receiving reports about people that were actually on the plane. They've been talking about um, a sem- somewhat chaotic
5: evacuation.
4: Police in Kenya say they've arrested two people in connection with the killing of Ugandan athlete Benjamin Kiplagat. The two men, believed to be in their 30s, were arrested on the outskirts of the Rift Valley town of Eldoret. The body of Kenyan-born Kiplagat was found in a car on Saturday night with a deep knife wound to his neck. The 34-year-old had represented Uganda internationally. You are listening to Africa Link News on Germany's international public broadcaster, DW. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says four people have been killed and more than 90 wounded in the latest wave of Russian missile strikes. DW. Sonia Falnika reports from Kiev.
5: Things started really dramatically here in the capital, Kyiv. We were woken uh, by air raid alerts in the early hours of the morning, uh, urging residents to get into shelters. And then we heard a series of loud booms and explosions across the city. This lasted for almost two hours. And now we're hearing from the head of the uh, Kyiv region's military administration who says air defences shot down over 60 Russian aero-ballistic and cruise missiles that targeted the capital, Kyiv, today. And that, you know, partly explains the widespread damage
4: For its part, Russia says one person has been killed and several injured in Ukrainian attacks on the Russian city and region of Belgorod. Turkish authorities say they have detained 33 people, accusing of spying for Israel's Mossad intelligence service. Meanwhile, Israeli government spokesman Elon Levy said Israel will contest South African allegations of genocide at the United Nations top court. Israel's offensive across the Gaza Strip continues, with shelling reported around a refugee camp in the north and also the city of Rafah in the south. Hamas-appointed officials say more than 200 people have been killed in the past 24 hours and more than 22,000 since the bombardment began in October. Global calls for a lasting ceasefire have gone unheeded. Hamas is a designated terrorist organisation by multiple countries. And finally, 2023 was one of the most exciting years for space exploration. More people were in space at the same time than ever before. The number of space tourism flights also took off and India became the first country to success, successfully soft-landed on the moon. To name just a few highlights, 2014 is set to be just as exciting. For more news, go to our website, dw.com. My name is Puba
1: you are still listening to DW's Africa in program live from our studios here in Bonn, Germany. Once again, I'm Isaac Mugabe.
2: And with Isaac, I'm Okere Ngushinado. We're also live on our Facebook page, that is DW Africa. So you can leave your comments there for Isaac, to also, uh, Isaac and I to read throughout the show. The program is also being rebroadcasted through our partner stations across the continent.
1: Now, let's start uh, the story in the Horn of Africa, to be specific, in Mogadishu. Somalia's government has said an agreement that it's breakaway. Somalian region signed with Ethiopia, allowing Ethiopia to use the Red sea port of Belbera is null and void. Mogadishu also warned that it would use all legal means at its disposal to defend its territory. Mm
2: -hmm. Now, the Somali government said Ethiopia's action, which also included recognizing Somaliland as an independent nation in due course, endangered stability and peace in the region.
1: We'll be hearing from the Somali government spokesperson, but first here's the backstory to the current standoff between Somalia on one side and Ethiopia on the other side, presented by Amaka Okoye.
5: Somalia's government announced this Tuesday that it was recalling its ambassador to Ethiopia for urgent consultations after Addis Ababa signed a controversial port deal with the breakaway region of Somaliland. A statement released by the Somali government said, "In a quote, Somaliland is part of Somalia under the Somali Constitution, so Somalia finds the step to be a clear violation against the sovereignty and unity." End of quote. Prime Minister Abdi Ahmed and Somaliland President Musebihi Abdi signed the Memorandum of Understanding MOU in the Ethiopian capital, Addis Ababa. Ethiopia, that is landlocked, plans to use the Red Sea port of Berbera to import its goods.
3: This will be the starting point for our cooperation with the brotherly people of Somaliland to grow and develop together in cooperation and to ensure our common security. As we have repeatedly stated previously, we do not wish to use force on anyone. Rather, we will use what we have cooperatively. This is the good news we bring to all the people of Ethiopia, Somaliland and all the peace and development loving people on this first day of the new year.
5: President Bihi Abdi said as part of the agreement, Ethiopia would be the first country to recognize Somaliland as an independent nation in due course.
4: We are very happy and we thank the Ethiopian Prime Minister as we signed the agreement here. We allow them 20 kilometers of our sea and they will also recognize us as an independent state. They will become the first state to recognize Somaliland after the signing of this MOU.
5: The MOU paves the way to allowing Ethiopia to have commercial marine operations in the region by giving it access to a leased military base on the Red Sea. Somaliland would also receive a stake in state-owned Ethiopian Airlines. Against that backdrop, the Somali government said it was appealing to the United Nations, African Union, the Arab League and regional East African group in IGAD, among others, to stand with the right for Somalia to defend its sovereignty and force Ethiopia to adhere to international laws. It should be recalled that Somaliland has not gained widespread international recognition despite declaring autonomy from Somalia in 1991. Somalia says Somaliland is part of its territory.
1: Thanks, Amako Koye, for that background. And to add on that, Ethiopia found itself without a coastline when Eritrea seceded in 1993 and currently relies on neighbouring Djibouti for most of its maritime trade. So as usual, Mm we always want to engage you on the stories that we cover by, I mean, asking some questions on our Facebook page, DW Africa. We wanted to know from you what next for these countries? Okay, we have some Mm -hmm. comments, don't we?
2: Yeah, starting off with Naja Everest that says Africans should understand that the current artificial political entities are created by supremacists to set up against each other.
1: Uh, Galad Mohamed Ali says, Abiy Ahmed, that's the prime minister of Ethiopia, has broken international laws by signing a deal with the regional administration. Ethiopia, he thinks, is Mm -hmm. destabilizing Somalia when they realize Somalia is winning the war with Al-Shabaab, that they failed and will fail miserably.
2: Mm-hmm. There's a, um, a different comment here from Abdul Jamal that says, as Ethiopian, we will do the rest. No one can stop
1: us. Yes, uh, thanks for those comments. We might come back to more of them a little later. I mean, it's a story that is fast developing, as you had in that background by our very own Amaka Okoye, where the government later, after issuing a statement, the spokesperson came out uh, to speak the government's position. His name is Farhan Mohamed Jimale.
3: Ethiopia's step is an offensive that endangers the stability and peace of the region, which was already wobbling with problems. It is a violation and open invasion of Somali sovereignty, freedom, and and unity of the Federal Republic of Somalia. The so-called Memorandum of Understanding and Agreement of Cooperation is null and void. Somalia asks the UN Security Council, the AU, IGAD, Arab League and OIC and other friends that are concerned about the stability of the region while protecting the laws and fulfilling their duties to stand with the rights of Somalia in protecting its land and pressure Ethiopia to act within the boundaries of international law. In response, Somalia summons its ambassador to Ethiopia for urgent deliberation. Somalia will issue measures appropriate to defend its sovereignty against invasion. All the government institutions and citizens are ordered to stand up to implement those measures.
1: That was the spokesperson for the Somali government, Farhan Mohamed Jimali, insisting and emphasizing or even underscoring the position of the government in Mogadishu.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, Ethiopia trying to seek access to the red port has been ongoing. And last year in October, Abiy Ahmed, that is Ethiopia's prime minister, he was quoted saying, Ethiopia's existence was tied down to the Red Sea, adding, um, and we, I'm quoting this, if we, countries in the Horn of Africa, plan to live together in peace, we have to find a way to mutually share with each other in a balanced manner.
1: Well, we, we tried to get an analyst to dissect this story furthermore, but you weren't able to because of mm-hmm. the festivities. People are still, you know, having the New Year festivities. And, well, carry uh, this standoff between Somaliland and Somalia goes back to 19th century. You know, Somalia was under Italian occupation mm-hmm. and Somaliland areas or regions were under the British. So who who imposed a kind of direct rule? Unlike the Italians, they it was an indirect rule through the clan leaders. So when the autonomy came out, because of that history of direct rule, Somaliland was a little bit more organized than the southern Counterparts, And that's why you see at the moment, Italy and the EU and also the US don't want to recognize mm-hmm. Somaliland as sovereign because it puts them on the clashing front. And also we had also today, earlier today, Al-Shabaab says they won't allow even an inch of their country to be taken mm-hmm. by Ethiopia.
2: I mean, it, there's even a comment here that from Mohammed Sikh Abdi that says, if we are Somali people, we will not allow any foreign country to take our motherland, even one inch. So that I would like to say that Ethiopia don't waste your time and
1: effort. Yes. One thing that mm-hmm. is uh, uniting the, the Somalis from Somaliland and Somalia is this standoff, this signing mm-hmm. of, of agreement between Ethiopia and Somaliland. even on X, formerly Twitter, so many comments out there and yes. Mohamed Adil says Somalia has been a failed state since its independence. Well, that's not so true because they only fell out 1993 when Said Barry was ousted. And ever since then, Somalia has not been stable. But of course, there are troops from AMISOM and also engagement from the EU. So, you can tell us what you think about the story of Somalia, where you think it can go, which country you think can play a role. Can the AU and IGAD convene an emergency meeting? To try to mediate between two. Just go to our Facebook page, DW Africa, tell us what you think, and we'll be back right after this short break.
2: Thanks for staying with us. If you just joined, this is DW's Africa link program with me, Okeri okay, Ngushinado.
1: And I'm Isaac Mugabe. Join us on our Facebook page, DW Africa, where the show is live. And we also appreciate our listeners who will follow this show, a rebroadcast on our partner stations. Our top story today, Somalia has rejected an agreement signed between its breakout region, Somaliland and Ethiopia to use the Red Sea Port of Berbera, saying it had no legal basis and threatened regional stability okay mm-hmm,
2: but still to come a digital library in cameroon is helping visually impaired students to keep up with their schoolwork
5: the digital library audio library is really a uh, good news most especially to persons with uh, visual impairments.
2: first let's hear from a dire issue affecting many now, many Africans are brought to Arab countries in a large number under false promises, and especially young women. In Kenya, the victims are given high hopes, thinking they will help their uh, help to support their families back home. But then everything turns out differently with violence, abuse and modern slavery.
1: Well, more than 150,000 Kenyans work as domestic uh, servants or workers in Saudi Arabia alone. In the past three years, 185 of them have died there, plus close to 100 more in Qatar and the United Arab Emirates.
2: Mm -hmm. And those are just the official figures, Isaac. Mm. Representatives of aid organizations say there are so much more that are unaccounted for. In this report done by Julia Lynn and voiced by Eneka Mules, we speak with survivors.
6: Let's take a listen. Mercy has a three-year-old son, Jason. The fact that they are both alive today borders on a miracle. Six years ago, Mercy decided to travel abroad. A placement agency promised her she would earn good money. Mercy was 23 years old at the time. Like many young people, she saw no prospects in Kenya. She was supposed to work in Qatar as a cleaning lady at the airport. But when she arrived, things turned out very differently. I found myself in Lebanon and I was to do house help in Lebanon. They just lied to me. They
5: will tell you that uh, you are going to do a different job so that you will accept this offer because
6: all what they need is money from the employer side. For Mercy, this was the beginning of her suffering. She works for a family of six.
5: I could uh, wake up at
6: 4am and sleep at 2am or 1am. I could uh, work without sitting down. At her new place of work, there was hardly any food. At best, she received dry bread and some tea once a day. After a few months, the family began to beat her. Winnie Mutevu knows of many such cases. She works for the Kenyan organisation Hart, which campaigns against human trafficking and supports victims. She says black people are especially at risk for suffering under forced labour. The sad reality is, as much as we talk about forced
5: labour, sometimes we forget that there's also racism, where they look at you as a black person,
6: you never really get tired, you never bleed, more or less, you're a strong person, you can be able to do anything and everything without having to struggle. The Kenyan government recently announced new figures in parliament that underline that mercy is not an isolated case. Grace is currently in Saudi Arabia. The 22-year-old's family wanted her to leave Kenya to earn money. Grace isn't her real name. We've changed her name for her protection. But she's one of the lucky ones. Her employers, a married couple, allow her to use her mobile phone. At one point, they didn't pay her a salary for a few months, but that's since been settled. But as Grace explains, others like her went through hell. And mostly the kids,
2: the kids, they mistreat you or they abuse you physically, emotionally, everything.
6: But human trafficking isn't just a problem in Arab countries. Pet K has a university degree and was supposed to work in Thailand. Instead, he landed in Laos. Their work involved using photos of young women from the internet to fake love affairs with men in Western countries, ultimately getting them to invest in cryptocurrency. But when Petky heard that a customer tried to withdraw money and the account was empty, he realised that the love affair wasn't the only lie.
4: When we started asking those questions, they started being a bit tough on us.
6: With the help of the Kenyan embassy, he managed to escape, but he still felt ashamed.
4: A lot of my friends knew I had gone to work abroad and they expect once you're back in the country, you have money, so you come to a... Worse situation than you left in the country.
6: For survivors like Mercy and Petkey and others like them, telling their story serves to draw much needed attention to the cruel realities of human trafficking. It exists, it has many facets, and it impacts far more people than many realize.
1: A report by Yulia Lin and voiced by Enneke Mills Uh, to Cameroon now, where students living with visual impairment and other forms of disabilities will soon have access to a digital library. Well, that digital library which was set up by a faith organized faith-based organization in the Northwest region will allow them to study and advance in their studies. And
2: mm-hmm. the library we will also give the students access to all textbooks in the curriculum in the form of e-books and also audio books. From Mam- Bamenda, Cameroon DW correspondent Jean-Marie Gongsong reports that the initiative is the first of its kind in the country.
0: Many visually impaired Cameroonians in the past have had difficulties going through secondary education. Classroom challenges like completing take-home assignments and reading ahead of classes have posed a major hindrance in the education of the visually impaired in the country, leaving teachers often frustrated as they could not help the students. But now, the introduction of the digital library will lessen the problems faced by these visually impaired learners. Sylvia Tani is a secondary school student in Bamenda who lives with visual impairment. She tells me that she will no longer have to knock at friends' doors to read her textbooks.
2: This- um, digital library has really helped me personally because at first studying was very difficult. As in, to have the textbooks to study would always be a challenge. I would always have to meet my friends and peers with my record. so they could read record and then that's how I listen to understand. But now with the digital library, I just get to the library, choose the textbook I want to study, and then I just listen to the audio and then that's how I study. And then it makes study life very simple and also interesting.
0: Like Sylvia, Precious is very happy about the coming of the library. She tells me that she had to give up on studying her favorite subject, literature, just because reading the various recommended textbooks was not possible before.
5: The digital library, audio library, is really uh, a good news, most especially to persons with uh, visual impairment. So I gave up on literature because I was not able to access the 13 textbooks that we had to be studying. And so with uh, an initiative like this one, it is going to help learners with disabilities to be able to access books and maybe novels that they want to read just to entertain themselves. Maybe for educational purposes, this is actually going to help.
0: Our Jack Chirac is the project manager of the Socioeconomic empowerment of persons with a disability program of the Cameroon Baptist Convention Health Services in Cameroon, a faith-based organization that pays particular attention to persons living with a disability in the country. He tells me that the library has been designed to meet the needs of all learners with print disability across Cameroon. We have uh, done all the books recommended for schools in Cameroon, both in the French and English system of education, in e-formats and audio formats. So we call it uh, a digital library because it has two components, e-books and audio books. Uh, Both the e-books and audio books have been done so meticulously to meet the needs uh, of access to didactic materials in the education sector for learners with print disabilities. The beneficiaries of this library are expected to make good use of this facility and become more competitive in school, just like every learner. Mm.
2: That report from Jean-Marie Gongsong in Bamenda, Cameroon.
0: Africa Link Sports Yes,
1: with just 11 days until AFCON starts, coaches are rounding off the players who will be joining their national teams. For instance, Sergio Mane will be with the Senegalese team, Le Lyon de Teranga, or Lions of Teranga, for the defense of the title. But there are also some players whose names we are being seen left out, like Ben Munich's striker Eric Maxim who will not feature for Cameroon or Lelio in Tabli or the Indomitable Lions, as they're called.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, and sports legend JJ Okocha, who has racked up some massive wins himself like Sadio Mane, had some inspirational words for Nigerian players in this exclusive interview with DW Sports. Let's hear some of his advice and also some other sports news making headlines.
3: It has been 30 years since JJ Okocha scored his famous goal of the season for Eintracht Frankfurt against Karlsruhe and their legendary goalkeeper Oliver Kahn. The Bundesliga icon and Nigerian midfielder was admired by football fans in Africa and across the globe for his entertaining style of football. The sports legend believes Nigeria can go far in the upcoming AFCON tournament. Nigeria last won the title in 2013.
0: Um, uh, We're struggling a bit, you know, uh, we're not consistent enough. But of course we are hopeful that uh, the next AFCON will provide us the opportunity, you know, to stamp our authority back, you know, the
3: players, they know our expectations. Ococha also shared some advice for young footballers. It's a great uh, profession to have,
0: but it comes with a lot of challenges. Uh, but if you're dedicated, if you're if you're disciplined, if you if you believe, you know, and uh, and and stay focused, you know, and, and stay humble, uh, the sky is your
3: limit. The sky is definitely the limit. On to other sports news. Arsenal midfielder Thomas Partey has been left out of Ghana's squad for the 2023 African Cup of Nations because of an injury. Partey has been out since October with a hamstring problem. Blackstar's head coach Chris Hoyton said, and I quote, The most important thing for me as a head coach is to give him the support he needs through this period of time. Brighton right-back Tariq Lamptey also misses out because of an injury, but Western midfielder Mohamed Kudus, Bonamouth forward Antoine Semenyo, and Leicester City defender Daniel Amati are all in the 27-man squad. And out to some tennis. Naomi Osaka is back. Japan's former world number one and four-time major champion made a winning return to tennis on Monday after spending over a year away from the sport prioritizing her mental health and then becoming a mother in July. The four-time Grand Slam champion beat Germany's Tamara Piopac in the first round of the Brisbane International to kick off the new year in style. Osaka's powerful serve helped her through the match, and she did not face a break point during the opening set. And finally, former England and Manchester United football star Wayne Rooney has been dismissed as the manager of Birmingham City less than three months in the role after a winningless run left them hovering above the relegation zone. Rooney was appointed Birmingham manager in October when the club was sixth in the table, but they have since fallen to 20th place, six points above the relegation zone. Rooney had vowed to fight on amid calls to resign. Manchester United and Rooney's fans in Africa during his glorious times in Old Trafford are not happy that their star has fallen from grass to grass. Can Wayne Rooney revive his career and become a top coach in English Premier League? Let us know your thoughts on our Facebook page, DW Africa. But for now, back to you, Isaac and Okere. Thanks indeed, Judge Okachi. And the comments came in
1: uh, from all corners. Omi Omal on that question whether Rooney can revive his career and become a top-notch coach in, with the English Premier League says Rooney can't be a good manager because he doesn't recognise <laughs> good players.
2: August Fagus says uh, Wayne Rooney should go and continue his football career He is still young, isn't he 38? Yes, uh, he is 38. I think yeah. it's, it's overdue. There's no way he can go back. Uh,
1: Cristiano Ronaldo is also 38, by the way. Um, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Wil- Wilton Kilby says, Firstly, when Rooney is only coaching because he's from England. Secondly, Rooney is and has never been a coach. I know for sure that he has been paid money for a job that he knows absolutely nothing about.
2: Mm-hmm. Emmanuel says, A former player is not necessarily or automatically a good manager. These guys are just lucky and privileged because... They are white boys. Rooney, Lampard, and etc. And,
1: and Obilow says Rooney is not a good coach. In fact, that job doesn't fit him. He has never been successful at it. He should go and look for another job apart from coaching job. Anyway, we have to leave it at that. Thank you so much for those comments and for giving us company on behalf of the production crew. My name is Isaac Mugambi. To tomorrow. Bye for now.
2: And I'm Okereen Gushinaba. Goodbye.
3: W. Made for minds.